Hey guys, my name is Kara Marie Morris and I'm the host of the Words in Season podcast. Thank you for taking the time to watch this video or maybe you're listening to it on Apple iTunes, on Anchor, or on Spotify. I encourage you to go back and you can listen to season one. This is going to be, this week is going to be episode 15 of season two. So I'm blessed that the Lord has given me this avenue to come to you for this time and to share the word of God with you. I know that every time that you tune in, that Jesus has a word in season for you. So this week, I want to talk about Genesis 3. And in Genesis 3, it's where God is seeking Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve have committed high treason. They disobeyed. They betrayed God. They said, you know what? Maybe God didn't say exactly. Or whatever God was saying, maybe he didn't mean it. Maybe he meant this. Because of that, separation came. But still, because of that separation or sin, God still was seeking relationship with Adam and Eve. So I want to talk about hearing the voice of the Lord for you, hearing the voice of the Lord for myself today on the Words in Season podcast. I want to talk about hearing the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord in the earth today is His Word. God left us with the Bible, the Word of God, so that we would know what His voice sounds like. Sometimes the voice of the Lord comes through different ways. Sometimes it comes through your pastor, maybe your parents, godly friends in your life, maybe a a very inspirational Instagram post or a scripture that you see on social media. The voice of the Lord can be heard through many avenues, but it always has to match up and sound like the Bible, the Word of God. And it says in Hebrews, it says that that is an anchor to our soul. That is what settles it with all finality. That's in Colossians. It says that let the Word of God settle, that peace of God that comes from the Word, let it settle with all finality. Any questions that would arise in your mind. There's so many people that have questions, right? I have questions, you have questions, I don't understand everything, but I settle for myself and I settle in, the, in my heart that if it's in the Bible, that it's true, that it's for me, that I can learn something from it, doesn't mean I'm going to understand everything even on this earth, no. But God is teaching us through His voice. God is teaching us through the Word so that we can be in that sweet fellowship that he created us to be in. So in Genesis 3:8, it shows that God wanted relationship with mankind. So then it says in Genesis 3:8, it says, then the man, this is Adam and Eve. You know, that really happened. It's not just a fairy tale. Adam and Eve, they heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day and they hid from God among the trees. But the Lord called out to man, where are you? And in the King James Version, the old school King James, it says, and they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden and in the cool of the day. And God said, where are you? I love this and I love this beginning part of Genesis because it shows me even after Adam and Eve decided that they were gonna disobey God, they decided to jump into sin and 
separation from God and say, in pride they said, oh, they listened to, to the devil, they listened to the serpent, and when the serpent questioned, did God really say? They listened, and they followed what he said, they, and they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which was the one command, the one thing they weren't supposed to do, the one thing they weren't supposed to do, they did it. And they didn't die spiritually because they ate fruit. There was separation that came in their relationship because they in pride said, we know better than God. But even then, God came and was searching for them. God, it's not like God lost them, like you have lost a pet before and you're going through the woods and you're searching, you're thinking, where are you? Where are you? Come on, come back. No, God knew exactly where Adam and Eve where they were and what had happened, but he was still seeking them out. Even then, he was still seeking relationship with them. You know, then in the Old Testament, we see that they had to wait for God to come to them. But now as New Testament born again believers, because of what Jesus has done, we no longer have to wait. It says in Hebrews three and four, it talks about how Jesus is our high priest now that now we can come boldly to the throne of grace and receive mercy. We can receive mercy because of what Jesus' blood did. So now we have God inside of us. When we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth, that recreates our human spirit and it means that now I no longer have to wait for God to come to me, but I can have fellowship with God anytime, anywhere, any place, all day, no matter what's going on. So I can have that sweet fellowship with him. So they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the cool of the day. That was something that was normal for them. And what's normal for us is to now hear his voice from the word of God. So we don't wanna harden our hearts. It's so easy to get distracted. Like I talked about in the last podcast, it's so easy and it's so important that we fight for our own attention that I fight for my own attention to say, no, these things are not important, to lift up what God's priorities are in my life, Him first, my family, responsibilities at work, those are all important. And we have to put God's priorities in the priority list. When we put Him in the, in the, in the order, we put God's priorities in the order that He would design us to have it in, Life is so much better, it's so much sweeter. It doesn't mean that you can't work, it doesn't mean that you can't do natural things, but God has an order for that and God has a priority for that. So how do we harden our hearts? We get distracted, we get burnt out, we get so tired that we don't wanna open our Bible for ourselves. we get so tired we don't feel like going to church on Sunday morning because of other things that have stolen our time and our attention. I've done it. I had a job once where it was not ideal, but I thought, oh, it'll be fine. I'll just miss church, you know, like one Sunday a month. And then before I knew it, it was an entire month before I had even been in church. And it's not about getting that tick box or a gold star to because you're in church. Absolutely not. God wants fellowship. And part of that, he designed the church. He designed us to be in fellowship. He wants us to hear his voice. And part of that is hearing it from our pastor, from our leaders, from our like believers, from the friends that we meet in church. He wants us to hear his voice. In Hebrews 3 and verse 7 and
And in verse 13, it says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. And in verse 13, encourage one another. That means be in church, be around like believers, be around family members that believe and can encourage each other in the Lord. Not just, oh, you're awesome. Oh, you're great. Oh, that's super cool. Even though that's, that's fine but encouraging each other in the Lord. It says in verse 13, but encourage each other daily, as long as it is called today, that none of you would be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. And again, in Hebrews 4, he repeats it again. He says, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. And he's referring back to a Psalm, Psalms 95, seven through eight. He's saying today, today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. So what are some of the ways that my heart gets hard? Some of the ways that my heart gets hard and then I'm not as sensitive. It's not that God doesn't love me. It's not that I'm not saved. It's not that I'm not born again. It's not that I'm not a spiritual person. It means that I've just let some things take my time, take my attention that have made me have a hard heart, not be as sensitive not care about what people are doing or people around me or my coworkers or if someone gets sick. Sometimes the, the term is called compassion fatigue. We see so many things on the news. We have so many things going on in our life. We have so much going on that we just get exhausted. Our compassion gets exhausted and only if we allow God to refresh that compassion and be a divine compassion can we care about others than ourselves? Because there's so much hurt in the world. And now because of social media in our phones and the internet and everything, it's right here. It's all the time. It's right here. All the things that are happening. And that's why it's so important to keep your heart tender and soft to his voice. So you know how to pray. So you know how to reach out. So you know how to encourage yourself and you know how to encourage each other. So today, if you hear his voice, he's saying, where are you? Maybe you've let your heart get hard. I've been there. I've been there this week where I've talked, you know, I've started gossiping at work or I've said something and oh, it just wasn't right. And I had to say, Lord, that wasn't my heart. I'm sorry, but that keeps my heart tender. I wanna ask for forgiveness as quick as I can. I wanna ask God for forgiveness, ask people for forgiveness. Sometimes it's a hard and a bitter pill to swallow, to hear myself, even coworkers, right? Ooh, when maybe it was something that they got offended by. But just to smooth it over, not saying that what they did was okay, but just so that we can have a working relationship, I go to them and say, you know what, I'm sorry, that was my fault. And it's amazing how that humility, it softens their heart, it softens my heart. And life is just better because it's God's way. So what are some ways that my heart gets hard? ignoring the voice of the Lord, maybe not being in church, maybe being in church but not listening. I'm saying all of these examples because they're from my life. So I can tell you, I'm not saying and pointing out sin saying, oh, how dare you? Or this should be a condemnation message. Absolutely not. This is just an encouragement, encouraging you to keep your heart tender to him, to hear his voice today. Another way that my heart gets hard is overriding the leadings of the Holy Spirit. When you know you should give that $10, you should pray for that waitress, you should go to school there, but ignoring it, overriding it, then your heart gets hard. Apathy, 
just so much stuff going on that you you're like I can't I can't care about one more thing it's just gonna be too much I'm gonna explode if I care about one more thing if I hear about one more problem and so then you just don't care about anything apathy makes your hard heart fear of man fear of change trusting in what I see more than trusting in God what I can't see those things harden my heart and when my heart is hard it's just more likely that I'm not gonna hear his voice it's just more likely that I'm gonna be doing life in my own strength and you can do life in your own strength it's and some people are really good at it but I'm not and I'm not that smart and I'm not that good and when I've tried to live life in my own strength on my own terms that's when I make the most mistakes that's when I'm the most anxious that's when I'm the most fearful but living life in God's strength it's so much freedom and it allows me to have compassion towards people it allows me to see people to take the time with people to have patience with people to invest in people and to remember what's the whole point of me being here it's for people my number one priority here is fellowship with God and then just like God's priorities they become my priorities and his priority is people so just like in the garden, he was calling out to Adam and Eve, where are you? He's calling you today. Where are you? It's not because he's lost you. It's not because you're even far, because you're not. Then Adam and Eve, yes, there was separation because they disobeyed God. But if you were born again, Christian, he is in you. He's saying, where are you? Because he wants all of you. He wants your heart. He wants everything. He wants every part. He wants your finances. He wants your family. He is your beast of burden like we've talked about before. He wants every care, every anxiety. He can handle it. So don't try to do this life alone. So today he's saying, today, when you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. When you're getting that little thing in your heart that's a, or a thought, you think it's a thought, but really it's the Lord speaking to your heart, I need to get back in church. It's time. It's time for me and my family to get back in church. That's a thought from the Lord. The devil is never going to say, oh, you should go to church. <laughs> so don't harden your heart towards that thought. Don't just override it and say, ah, no, I've got this thing going on. I've got that thing going on. No, take the time and hear his voice. Maybe the Lord is gonna tell you this week that it's time to switch jobs that it's time to go back to school, whatever it is today, hear his voice and don't harden your heart because God has the best for you. Number one, he wants fellowship. He wants relationship, just like he had with Adam and Eve. Back then, Adam and Eve, they didn't do anything for God. They didn't even work, <laughs> but God still loved them and God wanted fellowship with them. Sometimes in my life, I've gotten so distracted with the doing that I have forgotten that I'm his child and that I'm supposed to revel in his love. Just be in his presence. Just come to him and being. I've, there's so much doing that I wanna do, do. I feel like I have to prove, prove, prove. God's just like, you're my child and I love you forever and nothing can ever change that. So he's saying today, don't harden your heart. Don't ignore my voice. Get back into church. 
put people in your life that will encourage you in the Lord. Don't fear man. Don't fear change. Allow yourself to be invested. It's so easy. And I, I know I, I've been in church pretty much my whole life as far as I can remember. Been involved. And it's easy to get burnt out, worn out. People use you, abuse you, talk about you. Everything that you can imagine. But God is saying that he wants you to be in community and to be in relationship. He's saying today, if you hear my voice, that means if we hear his voice, that means it's going to sound just like his word. And one of those precious ways is to be in church, to serve in church, to be around like believers. So I encourage you to hear his voice today. So God is seeking you today. He's saying, where are you? I want you back. Whether it's you maybe decided you weren't going to follow the Lord anymore. He still wants you back. Maybe you've messed up huge, big time, and you think there's no coming back from this. I made those choices willingly. He still wants you back. He wants you back. I remember there have been times when I felt the lowest. I felt like, you know, I was completely in rebellion. I was doing my own thing. I knew what I was doing. I was choosing those choices. And in those precious moments, when the Lord would speak into my heart, the moments weren't precious of rebellion. The moment was precious because God came into that moment. I remember being in a bar one time and, you know, just being there, doing the worldly thing, doing the college thing. And the Lord spoke so sweetly to my heart. You're better than this. He didn't come and say, you filthy sinner, you disgusting thing, how could you, how could you leave me? He never said that. He never left me. He was always there. Just like he never left Adam and Eve, he never left them. They left him. He still came and sought them out and he said, where are you? He didn't say that because he lost them. He didn't say that because he wanted to punish them. He said that because he had a plan for them. So when God came you know he came into that situation with me when he met me in, t in that place he said Carrie you're better than this because it's his kindness that leads to repentance so today don't harden your heart to his voice he's calling you and he's saying where are you I miss you I love you come home to me so if you've been resisting the Holy Ghost <laughs> he's there he's with you God never leaves you. God never forsakes you. No matter what you feel like, no matter what it looks like, he's always there. God never leaves you. So today, the word in season is, don't harden your heart towards God. He hasn't hardened his heart towards you. He wants you. He desires that daily fellowship and relationship with you. And don't ever think that you've gone too far, you've sinned too great, because he's there saying, where's my child? I want my child back. I want his heart back. Maybe you let distractions of the world, maybe you've let things from work or from a relationship clog up your heart and you can't hear his voice. Get back into the word of God. And the more that you get into the word of God, it, it's like the washing of the water of the word and it cleans all that junk out so that you can clearly hear his voice. So remember this week, he loves you. And he's saying, where are you? Where's my child? I want him back. And even if you've just been 
even if it's just been one day or maybe it's just been 30 minutes, he's still saying, where are you? Where are you? I want fellowship with you. I want fellowship with you. He's always calling us. Hmm. And he's ready to meet us. He's always calling us and he's always ready to meet us. Because as Christians, he lives inside of us. Today, hear his voice and don't harden your heart. God is saying, where are you? And you can answer, God, I'm here for you. Thank you guys for being a part of the Words and Season podcast this week. Be sure to share it on your social media. Tell a friend about it. And remember that every time that you tune in, that Jesus has a word in season for you.